Hello and welcome to Shake It Not New, the podcast that is proud to present a world premiere console-exclusive presentation of a world premiere. I am your console-exclusive host, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today for his world premiere is a man who is exclusive to consoles, but only when they're world premieres. It's Mr. Worldwide Duty Dutrum. How are we, sir? I mean, I don't want to be called Mr. Worldwide because everyone hates that guy, but <laughs> I am bald, so I fit the bill. You do. We just need to get you some shiny sunglasses, and that'll be awesome. Gross. Um, yes, I. Well, I for one am very sick of hearing the phrase "world premiere" because we heard it about fifty thousand times today. I never get tired of hearing it. It's it's, it's something that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> World premiere, exclusive launch. <laughs> like, fuck yes, I love hearing that. And then proceeding oh, with what was Lord. released. Yeah, that guy was rock hard when he recorded that line too. Yeah, um, he, was, he was on the vinegar strokes. <laughs> uh, look, we are here today to talk about a very special episode. It is uh, We are recording slightly later, we're releasing slightly later, but that won't matter for most of the podcast people because they listen to it whenever the fuck they want. That is the magic of podcasts. Um, we're talking about the Xbox Series X showcase event. Um, we're going to go through all of the games and announcements that they made uh, during today, this morning's event. Uh, it's exciting times, duty. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm the I'm the Xbox boy for the out of the two of us, um, and yeah, it was it was an event. Yes, it was. It happened. But yeah, look. Um, uh, some of the further breakdown. I think before we start breaking down what's happened during this uh, the sort of the monthly Xbox show, which was you know is clearly a bit of an pseudo E3 for them because E3 isn't really happening. Um, we're brought to you by Culture Collectibles. I want to get it out of the way first because there's so many fucking games to talk, <laughs> to talk about. Uh, Shaking Not Noob is brought to you by Culture Shock Collectibles. It is a our online uh, only uh, collectible store that you can... Uh, they do pop up at uh, Melbourne Comic Con and Supernova and stuff like that. But they're an online collectible store where you can get essentially Funko Pops, uh, Hot Toys, 1-1 scale replicas, basically everything collectible you can think of, they'll either have it or they'll find a way to get it for you. Uh, and uh, I've just put in a pre-order. I think there's two left left in the pre-order before they can't sell them anymore. The 1-1 scale replica Green Dragon Dagger from Power Rangers. And I cannot wait for that bad boy to arrive. It was my birthday present to myself. Oh, that's good. <laughs> if anyone's going to get you a good present, it's sure to be yourself. Oh, shit, yeah. You know exactly what you want. I know exactly <laughs> where I like to be touched. Right in the dragon dagger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, there we go. Culture Shock Collectibles for all of your nerdy needs. Check them out. CultureShockCollectibles.com. Yes, spend over $50 and you get free shipping as well. Unlike other places yes, that do. make you spend $100. Those bloody rip-off merchants. Yep. Um, yes, here we go, mate. We're going to talk it all now. Let's talk about it. This morning we saw, finally, we saw all of the things that were coming out uh, for the Series X console yeah. uh, for Xbox. Uh, we've been waiting a while. We had, um, obviously, the special episode we did recently with uh, the PlayStation 5 conference with all of their games releases. So now it was Xbox's chance to return serve. Um, and they kicked off with, with obviously, a massive fan favourite there, Halo Infinite. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Halo, technically, what, fucking Halo 6? 
Halo. Yeah, <laughs> Halo five million because they just keep releasing Halo games all over the place. Yeah, Halo. Uh, lo- it's loads like of people Gears love, of War. <laughs> yeah, it's loads of people love Halo. Uh, it was it was I think the first game I ever got on my or one of the first games I ever got on my OG Xbox, and of course I sort of tried to keep up with the franchise as it kept going, uh, and I flat out gave up on it. Um, but it's it's different from previous Halo games because it's no longer got Halo Five in front of it, now it says Halo Infinite. Um, but it's now an open yes. world game. It's not a leveled structure uh, game that you sort of traditionally sort of get with Halo games. You know, Mission One, Mission Two, so on and so forth. It's it looks like it's a open world sort of game, sort of like Far Cry, if you will, in regards to that open world. But it looks like you're located on a Halo ring um, for your open world. So that's that's it pretty does. cool. Graphically, it looks. I think it looks pretty fucking outstanding um it looks mm-hmm. it looks like they've taken a step away from the realism aspect that they've tried to go with previous games and now they're going for a bit more of a i don't want to say cartoony but a, a hybrid mixture of realism and cartoony put together um it still looks pretty good the environments i was sitting there going fucking wow like it's, it's the smoke effects the lighting effects you know seeing plasma explosions and all that sort of shit like that i'm sitting there going this looks fantastic uh, for a first game that's going to be coming out on the new consoles. Um, but as a person who's not a huge Halo f- fan, I was I- impressed technically, not impressed with mm-hmm. the game because I'm I'm not a Halo person. Yeah, look, it's, I will say some of the stuff in there was very interesting. I thought the environment looked really cool. Yeah. I thought it was um, like the, the way it was set up, it was uh, the frame rate looked all, all right from, from what we'd seen so far. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with the super cartoony nature of the enemies. Um, so they've obviously gone for a, a very stylistic approach uh, um, when when including these enemies and characters in there, like historically important you know halo characters mm. and yeah it was like you saw all this this cool stuff with the master chef himself um and he looks cool and that was awesome but then yeah these really over the top cartoony almost i don't know mario brothers kind of enemies and it just didn't seem to fit into the rest of the environment they really stuck out for me yeah it is it could be Um, a thing that it's an early test demo that they haven't got the rendering right for the character models or stuff like that It's, it's always hard to tell until you know the game is physically released or digitally released for everyone to play 100 percent, yeah and look and i will say i think like looking through this particular level that they played through the uh, you know you, you we got to see a good five to ten minutes of, of gameplay in this and it very much felt like a demo level because it was like every two seconds he's picking up a different gun and trying a different thing and you know it felt very much like a, okay here's what we can do with it yeah so whether or not we actually see that within the game or if that's the final product we don't know yet um, but yeah that was um, it was interesting it, I think there's been some mixed responses from it so far <laughs> from what I've seen on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every time that there's a big game announcement or release or something, I think the first person to go meme hunting is you, um, and uh, you've, you've found some crackers. Oh yeah, and look, uh, I will say there's a lot of hate coming from, and you know, this the, the whole console wars bullshit. Whatever, like I, I think it's really funny. Like every time it happens, like it happened big time with like when the PS5 announced its look and shape and all the rest of it, and the robot vagina memes and all the rest of it. And now it's the PlayStation groups turn to go back at the Xboxes. So it's it's pretty funny. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good back and forth banter. 
Yes, so yeah, so we had Halo Infinite. That was the big one to kick it off. Um, and I, I will say it's good to see a good lengthy demo within these things. That's more what I want to see when I see a, a like a, for a, a games showcase. Yeah, don't give me a trailer. Don't give me a teaser trailer. Teaser trailers are no good to me. If your game's not ready, don't put it up. Um, if you know, show me something of the game, not just something that I'll see thirty, you know, thirty million times over before it gets released. Show me something different. Um, and they actually did. They did a really good job, I think, at least demonstrating what they're going to produce as a final product. Um, moving on, let's talk about some of the other games that we had in there. Um, I'm going to go a little bit all, all over the place because, you know, let's talk about the big ones first and get to the shit ones last. Um, unlike them, they went with Fable last cab off the rank. Um, it's finally back, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, as soon as I, it, the, sort of, the, it's that CGI teaser trailer, if you will, starts up, and I saw the logo on the sword, I went, it's Fable, um, and <laughs> there's like, talking about heroes, and there's a, you know, a sword impaled into the ground, and you can see the little hero logo from the Fable series on yeah. the sword, I went, ah, Fable's back. Um, I enjoy Fable, I really, really liked uh, Fable 1, uh, Fable 2 not so much, and Fable 3 was a massive miss um but it's it's just a it's a fun rpg game but then what it seems real cartoony if you haven't seen it before but then when you look at the actual game itself you're like this game is rated ma but it is stylized in a kids rpg aspect in a way like the the art style is very it's perceived to be kid friendly and then you realize nope there's sex and there's drugs and there's fuckload of violence and all that sort of stuff so it's a it's chicken kicking and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think your first the first sort of nickname you get is chicken chaser or some fucking thing. That's right. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward. Look, to- I, I've I've enjoyed the Fable series all the way through. Um, I, maybe I, I'd probably say diminishing returns as well. You know, Fable one, awesome. Two, three, obviously goes down from there, and then everything else associated around it can go suck ass. But um, you know, I, I'm I'm they've always sort of teased that they were going to do some more Fable stuff. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they've actually come back with. Like, they've had a, a good long break from a decent game, so I'm really hoping that they give this one a good crack. Yeah, Fable 3 was the last one that really came out, and that was on the 360. So we haven't had any yeah. Fable for the current gen, so we're going to get it at some point for the next gen, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they, they they did a bunch of those, like, so they did a card collectible game, uh, and then yeah. they did, yeah, and they released, like, an anniversary edition, I think, not too long ago, and that was available on Games Pass. I played it again, and it just, it uh, like, it's it's aged dramatically, because it's been such a, a long break between, so I'd like, I'm really excited to see it. I think they always did a good job when it came out, so, yeah, absolutely, let's, um, let's, Bring me more Fable. I think those two, obviously, like, are the big ones for the um, the franchise, like, well, for um, Xbox as a whole. So I think, yeah, Xbox is with Fable and Halo, like, that's that's a really big, big tick for me. Yeah, they were going to release that Fable game for the Xbox One initially when, you know, the Xbox One was first announced. Mm. That was a, a four-on-one asymmetrical sort of game where one person played as the villain yeah. and they'd put down traps and that's stuff right. like that. Uh, and then that, of course, got cancelled. They, they, I think they had a couple of cancelled projects like that. They just kind of died in the ass. They teased a few, and there was a couple of te- teased at E3, and they just never avant- amounted to anything. So, yeah, interesting to see uh, where this goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got uh, we got a little bit of a teaser for that again. Not 
Outside of Halo, like, we didn't see a lot of gameplay. Um, so that was a, a little bit disappointing. We didn't see anything other than the trailer for this one. Yeah, yeah, um, it was just we, a, it's, it's a back announcement sort of thing, and it will be back for a, a, presumably a new entry in the series. Yeah, that's right. We did see a little bit of a, a little bit more, but not as much as I would want to, of the new Forza Motorsport that they're bringing out, which looks pretty on the uh, on the surface. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the trailer was or the the teaser or whatever you want to call it was all done using in-game engine graphics, um, and it looks fantastic, um, but. It not being a Formula One game, I'm not interested in it. I saw it and went, "Cool, Forza is back, <laughs> awesome." Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm more. I, I like the Horizon series. I found that more random arcade fun. But when it comes to, you know, simulator games, I'm like, I'm only sticking with Formula One. And if that's what Forza yeah. looks like, then I'm looking forward to what Formula One's going to look like. Yeah, and look, I, I think there will be a, a like Forza is obviously a big. Uh, we're talking about exclusive titles, and yeah. I joked about it in the intro. Every time they they put up a trailer for anything, they said they said the world uh, words world premiere, uh, console exclusive. And it's like we we fucking get it. It's an Xbox conference. You're going to show Xbox games. We you don't have to keep saying world premiere. We fucking get it. Anyway, they kept saying that, and it's uh, so Forza obviously within their their remit as uh, as their own title. We had obviously with um, PS5, we had uh, the Gran Turismo Seven announcement. I think we, we at least got to see a little bit within Gran Turismo 7 of uh, Trial Mountain, so we got to see some on-track play mm. um, within the car itself, which was really good. This one was um, a couple of outside shots and some shiny cars within the um, the garage kind of shots, but it looks like they're going to be cut from a very similar cloth. So it'll be, you know, I, I think you'll be able to split hairs on these two. They'll end up being a very similar product. It'll be about maybe potentially exclusive licensing agreements. So within the cars that they get to use, um, or um, potentially some handling. But I think you'll there'll be much of a muchness between both of those. Yeah, and they'll probably you know both have something like Silverstone or something like that on it. And if you go into YouTube when both of the games are released, there'll probably be a side by side comparison using the exact same car at the exact same track doing the exact same weather scenarios to compare graphics, to compare handling, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good to see what they they come up with. Like, I I think it's one of those things that they kind of have to release with with every um, with every new console. You have to release something that you're used to as part of a console release. So a driving game, an action game, uh, something a little bit weird, and then like a franchise exclusive. So like th- those are, those are the kind of things that has to come out every time. Yeah. So a driving game is absolutely essential. Good to see that they've got it at least. Yeah. Uh, but yes, again, we haven't seen enough of it to, to make much of a comment on it other than it's coming out. Um, we got to see also um, a little bit of gameplay. Well, not even a little bit of gameplay, a little tease of gameplay um, for a game called Avowed, which looks interesting. Now, this is um, this is being developed by Obsidian. So uh, one of your favorite developers, Dirty. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, th- this one kind of, all, all I'm going to say, it just kind of looks like Skyrim, but a little bit fancier yeah it's 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 uh, obsidian did the outer worlds which outer worlds was a space version of fallout uh and it now looks like that obsidian are going well fuck it you know we're gonna do our own medieval version now like it's not just bethesda that's just going to release the elder scroll games we're going to do our own crack at it um at first uh, watching it i thought it might be like a obsidian doing a lord of the rings rpg um i'm sitting there going that that might be kind of cool if it's a first person create your own character skyrim-esque 
you know, RPG in the Lord of the Rings world because the sword looked very Gandalfy, um, and the magic that the the sort of the animation character model uses is also very Doctor Strangey. He actually puts up a sort of a hex, spins it around like Doctor Strange, then puts his hand through it, and he's ready to shoot. Magic. Yeah, that, I liked that little bit. Like, there's some of that stuff that's missing in Skyrim. Like Skyrim's kind of just you know they produce fire and that kind of thing, your hands on fire and all the rest of it. It looks cool, but I think just adding that little touch of like you say Doctor Strange, I think that that's kind of awesome. That's a nice little twist um and probably something they haven't been able to actually you know, graphically input into a game previously so i think now that they've got the new powerful machines i think that's that's awesome yeah yeah so i'm looking i'm looking forward to seeing more of this because i did really enjoy the outer worlds i found it more easier to, to just to pick up and play compared to fallout fallout i needed to more immerse myself in the world and actually sort of become invested in the world of fallout where with the Outer Worlds, the way it started, it was just a, a great way to just pick up and play. It wasn't a, okay, spend a bit of time to invest yourself, then you're set. Where this is just, you're set off the get-go. It's it's yeah. more welcoming for, for people who aren't necessarily RPG fans or Fallout fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, look, um, speaking of uh, the Outer Worlds, we did also get some, uh, some new DLC coming to the uh, Series X as well, didn't we? Yeah, the, it's a part one of their two-part sort of uh, story DLC that they're putting through. Um, more Outer mm-hmm. Worlds is always good for me. I, I enjoy playing the Outer Worlds. Um, I haven't played much of the Outer Worlds because I'm, I'm now on a, <laughs> on a bit of an... Oh, I haven't played much of it recently because I am on a, a bit of an Assassin's Creed high because I'm playing Odyssey for the first time. Um, but ah. I'm excited to, to play more of it. I'm interested to see where it goes, if they add anything new like, you know, space combat or being able to actually fly and control your ship or whether it's just the part you know the automated pilot that controls it or what they're going to add to it um i'm wondering if it's going to be like no man's sky how it just it's a it's a series model that just keeps getting updated rather than doing a next entry in the series um so that'll be interesting if they do something like that rather than releasing Mm. the outer worlds 2 or stuff like that whether they just keep updating the old model yeah Oh, it's, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think this one's called, um, it's like the Battle of Gorgon or... Yeah, yeah it's like uh, on an asteroid, I think. Like a giant Peril on Gorgon. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks, I mean, yeah, again, you're expanding on the, an existing content, which is awesome. Um, new DLC chapter for it. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. It's coming out September 9 as well. Now, a lot of these games I did see they had, uh, obviously they've got that backwards compatibility stuff. I'd say 90% of them are available on your Xbox One, um, but will also be available on Xbox Series X. Obviously the Series X will have a better, you know, better graphics and frame rate and it's optimized for that platform, but you can still play it on Xbox One, which is really interesting. I, I thought that was uh, a big plus for them. Yeah, and they did say as well at the start of this uh, uh, conference, if you want to say, um, that all of these games will be available on Game Pass because it's all Xbox uh, studio games. Yeah. It's We weren't seeing anything from Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed or anything like that. It was all their in-house sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty awesome. I, I think that's... I- it felt like a little bit of an ad for uh, for Games Pass, to be completely honest. And, um, you know, fair enough, too. If you're going to release all of your new games available on Games Pass, like, I think that's actually a really awesome option for people. And they said something like 10 million people are using Game Pass at the moment. That's that's a lot of money. 
because um, yeah. <laughs> it's a, at, at first, I thought you know, Games Pass would just be this. You know, it's it's a sh- it's a crap idea for gaming to sort of follow down the route of Netflix with subscription services. I just went, it's it's going to be phased out within a couple of months, and then oh no, all right, I'll give it a crack. And now I'm a Games Pass Ultimate member. I spend you know fifteen bucks a month and pay for my Xbox Gold and my Game Pass at the same time. It's a it's a great deal. Yeah. And uh, there's a new game that just came out onto Gamers Pass called Carrion that I'm going to be taking a look at this week to talk about for next week's episode. And yeah, I'm, uh, everything oh, new keeps yeah. coming to it. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you think about it. They, if they've got 10 million people on Games Pass and they, they pay, everyone pays 15 bucks a month, that is $150 million a month that they're making on this thing. That's a huge amount of money. <laughs> yeah. And so no wonder they keep releasing everything on there. Like, I think this is. If, if I'm going to be honest, this feels very much like what Stadia should have been doing. Uh, like, it feels like that service that you would expect from, like, Google Stadia, but they're delivering it here within within Games Pass. They could potentially, like, change their complete you know, business model to just be this online service producing games. Like, it's it could be really cool. And, yeah, that's, that's I think EA's got its own one called EA Play, which is a subscription service, but I don't mm. think it gives you games like <laughs> it does with Game Pass. Like, I think you just get cheaper games being on EA Play. Well, no, it's it's just the EA games. I think you get earlier access for some of them, but they're, they're just, yeah, it's not good enough. And I think, yeah, there, there are exclusive ones in there. I think you've got your, your Ubisoft one with um, Uplay. They've got oh, a bunch that, of exclusive Yeah, Uplay isn't there. a... You plays like a Steam launcher for your PC, and it's a a reward. But the, thing. I think, yeah, and there's but there is a uh, pay service within that that you can get Ubisoft games within there. So anyway, but yeah, I, I think the the way that they're doing Games Pass at the moment, it's still one of the best game services. I don't mind spending fifteen bucks a month for it. Yeah, um, it's it's essentially Netflix for games, and it's really really good. So, um, really good service there. Yeah, and they constantly. Um, let's go back to some of the as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Let's go back to some of the other games that we uh, they released uh, and talked about in, in this um, uh, this showcase. Mm. Uh, we also had uh, the sequel to Senua's uh, was it Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Yep. Did you ever play that? Uh, the, no, but uh, I heard Viking? really good things, and it came out I think around the same time of God of War. Um, mm. I know, I think it is on Game Pass. Um, I haven't had a chance to to check it out yet, but I've heard really good things about it. Strong recommend. It's obviously a fairly heavy subject matter, but it is super awesome. Definitely worth checking out. I would... Uh, so, they're, they're doing, um, yeah, Hellblade 2. I think it's called Senua's Saga. Um, and this one's going to be set in Iceland using the Unreal 5 engine, which is uh, which is pretty cool. They um, We, we kind of just got hints at it. I think there's some stuff up now on Ninja Theory's uh, YouTube channel, so you can go and check out the developer's diaries. Um, but they haven't really said anything other than it's being produced. So the quality of the first game, I would expect that this one's going to be just as awesome. So check that out if you can. Um, moving through some others really quickly, we had State of Decay 3 was announced. Um, I've, I've enjoyed State of Decay. Have you played any of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah I played State of Decay when it first came out on the, the 360. Um, at the first, yep. this sort of trailer looked like a... I was in there going, oh, it's a fucking wannabe Last of Us, you know, some form of fucking apocalypse. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. And I'm sitting there just watching this trailer and then, you know, the seeing a wolf and then you see, like, this wolf getting eaten. And I'm like, oh, it's a zombie dinner. I went, oh, it's another fucking zombie game. And then it came up with State of Decay 3 and I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I'm interested because it's not just another new property coming in going, we're doing a zombie survival game. It's 
It's Data Decay yeah. 3, and it, from this teaser sort of CG trailer is that we're introducing animals into the mix now because we've never really had them before. We've just had zombies. Um, and if we're yeah. having zombie animals on top of hordes and, you know, boomers and all this sort of stuff like that, then it's going to be fucking intense. Yeah. There, there was a lot of intense games um, shown in this uh, in this showcase. Yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll briefly touch on a bunch of them. There, there was... Um, there's one called Medium, um, where you are a medium who communicates with, you know, the dead and stuff like that. Looks that looks cool. Dark. That looks real cool. Kind of like uh, I don't know, like a sort of an Ellen Wake meets Red- Resident Evil. Like it was just yeah, Silent Hill. It was a really, yeah, really dark and twisted kind of thing. And um, we had um, what else did we have? As Dusk Falls, which was this weird sort of they called it an interactive drama. Which looked really bizarre, but really dark as well. Um, they had, uh, and there was this other one. I can't remember what it was called now. I'm just going through my list of stuff here. Um, but yeah, like a bunch of really dark, adult, heavy sort of games, like quite twisted um, horror, almost horror thriller kind of environments, um, yeah. which is a really interesting turn for them. Yeah, there's they announced the uh, towards the, the end part of it, but it was a CG adult horror focused game yeah uh a new warhammer game coming out uh dark tide i think it was off the top of my head Um, that's the one yeah yeah and it it's it looks like at least looks like it being a cg trailer and there's no fucking gameplay but it seems like it might be like using the vermintide left for dead um aspects of of gameplay um it looks you'd hope so yeah, it looks like you're playing as four Imperial Guards, uh, each with their own weapons. You can see one of the dudes is holding a plasma gun, and um, they're mm. either going up against Chaos, which maybe, or I'm thinking they're going up against Gene Sealer Cultists, which is a newer faction for, for Warhammer 40k players. But um, the Warhammer Vermintide series is still going pretty strong. They released uh, some new DLC, like some actual paid expansion DLC for the game. Um, and if that's going well via a you know a Warhammer fantasy aspect for Vermintide, bringing it over into the 40k universe and it being on the Xbox and being an Xbox property on Game Pass and on PC and stuff like that, I think is a, is a pretty smart idea. And it's being done by Fat Shark, who did do... Um, Vermintide as well, I think. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely Vermintide is a very good model to follow. If you're going to follow anything, that was a that was a fun game. I've enjoyed playing that in the past. So doing that with more guns and different environments, yeah, absolutely. Totally totally on board for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to brush over a bunch of others that they uh, they talked about because I don't know if they're that exciting, but they did do one, uh, one release, which I think we're both kind of interested in, uh, called Everwild. Um, which we saw a presentation for. And now this one kind of looks... We did see a little bit more of this, probably not gameplay, but close to it. Um, it kind of looks a little bit like Breath of the Wild. Um, and they talked about it being sort of like this enormous world that you can wander through and use magic and connect with the world. Very sort of hippie, love the earth kind of kind of vibe, right? Yeah, um, the, but- uh, the the rare representative <laughs> came out saying it's it's magic through nature. And I went, yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool way of looking at it. And, you know, you see that they're trying to in this sort of a, whether it was you know, a gameplay cinematic or whether it was just a CG mm. thing or whatever, they were sort of like resurrecting a, a mythical deer that looked like it was passing yep. out and they were doing like these cool like avatar airbending looking things. Um, mm. And it, lo- it looks kind of cool. The, the, the graphical sort of style is very, 
not cell shaded, cell shaded, yeah, 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 like that the Breath of the Wild look. And to be honest, I'll, I'll probably take a look at it. It's something that absolutely normally, if you put it on paper in front of me, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. But seeing it and going, this visually looks pretty, so I'm going to have a suss about it when it comes out. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it's definitely one of those ones that. In, in a very dark and dreary sort of uh, presentation, I think it was actually one that stood out because of the colour and light that it used. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, bringing that on. Again, available on that Games Pass, so I'm definitely going to check it out when it comes through. Now, they did talk about a lot of other stuff in here, which I'm going to really gloss over because they had Destiny 2 um, that's coming to Xbox Games Pass. It's going to get a, a bump up uh, for the Series X. Uh, so it supports at 4K and 60 frames per second. Uh, we had a look at a little bit of um, a trailer for Psychonauts 2. With Jack Black. Um, with Jack Black doing, the, uh, <laughs> doing some uh, musical accompaniment for it. Um, was anyone... Did you like Psychonauts 1? <laughs> I, I can't even remember this game. I remember like there was a lot of build-up for it when they, um, when they did this trailer. And I was like, really? Th- that, that's the game? It kind of looks eh. Yeah, I, I'm not even familiar with Psychonauts. It looks like a, a platforming <laughs> sort of fun Banjo-Kazooie-esque sort of style of game set inside the acid trip of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, apparently it got very... I'm just having a look now. It got very good reviews or positive reviews um, when it got released. Um, it's currently sitting at 10 out of 10 on Steam. So um, oh, shit. what do I know? There you go. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's coming out exclusively, world exclusive premiere, console exclusive um, to Xbox. Uh, so that'll be interesting. We had uh, Tetris Effect. We're getting that um, on Xbox as well. Um, we had a really weird um, trailer for Fantasy Star Online Two. Um, I mean, if you're into Fantasy Star, good on you. Yeah, it was um, a long trailer as well. And they're going, all right, I know what this is. I'm bored now. Yep. Move on. <laughs> Move on. Um, we had Crossfire X campaign shown. Um, so that's uh, obviously a previous one that's coming through again. And we had a game called The Gunk. Did you... We saw this black gunk around. It was kind of, again, in that sort of very Banjo-Kazooie sort of platform game kind of thing where you go around and you collect gunk and ungunk the world. Yeah, and it's it's very hillboy with the design of the character. She's got a, a, oh, yeah. a, a yeah, big yeah. fist <laughs> that she uses to get rid of the gunk. Like, it's 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 Luigi's Mansion as a vacuum cleaner in a hellboy fist. Um, not to say that's necessarily <laughs> that, a bad. That thing, is a very accurate description. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a vacuum fist. Um, look, I'll I'll give it a look when it comes out. It might be something that mm. uh, Mrs. Duty takes a look at um, because she likes the sort of easy to pick up and play uh, platforming games compared to me. Yeah. Um, and but it's if it's got a good story behind it and if it's got a decent gameplay, visually it looks pretty good. So it could still be something to look at. Absolutely. And look, the the last one I want to mention on here because it was uh, it was in the showcase as well. It's another Obsidian project that they uh, released. It was uh, which is probably the most fun trailer I think I saw out of the lot. It's called Grounded. Um, now this was a it's basically a survival game meets Honey I Shrunk the Kids. It looks um, awesome. It does look fun. I do love it. And it's like it starts off the trailer starts off. If you're looking for the biggest game of the year. Wait for Cyberpunk 2077. Otherwise, play this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was. It, it looked pretty fun. Now this one's actually coming out uh, next week. 
Um, so it is July 28th on Xbox Game Preview. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, survival sim. You, uh, shrunk in your backyard and you have to survive against insects. So it, it, look, I, I do quite like a good survival game. I think they're quite fun. Um, so yeah, we'll see how the uh, mechanics work on this one, but it looks, uh, it looks pretty solid. Yeah. It looks like it look, if it's coming out next week, I think next week as well, we've got, uh, off the top of my head, Destroy All Humans remake should be coming out. I think next week, the twenty eighth. I think sure. it comes out. Um, so sure. I'll probably be taking a look at that. But after that, I will probably take a look at playing this you know, on the PC with the lads, or you know, booting it up on the Xbox to see how I go. And it even says in the trailer, yeah. like you, you know, you can play with up to four friends, or you can leave them behind and run off. And you know, one of them gets eaten by a bloody spider, and the other guy's just running <laughs> off in the right, back. Yeah. <laughs> I did love that. Yeah, play with all your friends, or kick one into a spider and run away. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> looks. Like it looks like it's going to be a lot. Of fun so playing that you know you've got game pass ian has game pass i've got game pass i think it could be you know a bit of fun just you know while we're still fucking stuck inside just booting up and and playing something that we all haven't played before but something we can all have a laugh at as well yeah yep yeah it looks it does look like a lot of fun so i think um that's good i think there was a lot of fun missing out of this showcase um and and that was I think it added a little bit of it. It looks like a game that's not going to take itself too seriously as well, which is great. Yeah. There's a lot of games that are like, you know, we're fucking awesome and, you know, this is going to be the best thing ever and they end up being a piece of shit. So it's good to see a game that just has a bit of fun. <laughs> um, now, look, let's talk about it overall, like the overall showcase and how you felt about it. I, like, you know, I, I want to hear your opinions, Diddy. This is like... How do you think this went for Xbox? Because I have my opinions, but I want to hear yours as a sexbox expert. Um, sexbox expert. They <laughs> they, uh, they played it a little safe in regards to it's it's uh, they, this is this isn't a time to necessarily play it safe uh, for a new console launch and new games coming. Like yes, we did get a load coming. We did get confirmation of you know, State of Decay 3 and, you know, some Xbox-owned properties, but there wasn't necessarily something to the extent of, you know, when they first showed God of War was coming back and Kratos was alive or when, you know, Sony showed off Spider-Man being, it's a, a, you know, a a Sony exclusive. Um, I think it needed that one game that... Because there's not a you know a load of people sitting in an auditorium clapping and cheering and all that sort of stuff like you normally get at E3... There was nothing, at least for me, there was nothing that I went, yep, cool, I'm down. There was probably about three games throughout this whole showcase that I went, you know what, yeah, I'm going to check this out, including, you know, one of them being that Warhammer game that isn't showing any gameplay. And if it's a top-down strategy game, I'm not interested. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I think it would have been, like, there is the DC fandom coming out in August, which will most likely show uh, the new Harry Potter game and uh, the rumoured Batman game and the rumoured Suicide Squad game, but somewhat... But they're not going to be exclusives, are they? They're going to be across consoles. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be across consoles. As console exclusives games goes, yeah, there's a handful that I'm excited for. Seeing the Halo gameplay and and what it looks like, I'm not a Halo man, but I was impressed with the visuals that I was looking at. I was going, everything here is smooth. Um, And sure, it's it's all pre-alpha and all that sort of stuff like that, but it still looks really damn good. So it's having mm-hmm. me excited to not only get my Series X, but to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla on it, to play the <laughs> new Batman game to come out, Crossfire X. The uh, the we yeah. got the story trailer for that, and I'm sitting there going, you know what, that looks okay. I'm never going to play another Call of Duty game ever. So 
if I want something <laughs> to fill that modern war that shooter, void. yeah, I can maybe yeah. take a look at that. And look, I'm I'm excited. I don't think there was anything in there that I just went, you should not have showed that or teased that because you've now can you know you've you've now put your foot in it, saying, okay, we're giving you a new Fable game. You don't want to do what they did with Scalebound and show Scalebound game and you know show off the gameplay and then go, now nah, we're not releasing it anymore. So I don't think yeah. there's a game that they announced that they said we're doing this. That I'm just sitting there going, you're not going to do that. You're going to so, something's going to happen and you're going to pull out from you know finishing that product. Yeah, I just look. I was I was a little bit disappointed with um with some of the announcements because it, it sounded like um they weren't ready to go. Like I, th- I think especially for like Forza and a couple of those, they're like, oh yeah, we're in really early development for this, and yeah, here's a little bit of a look at this, and it felt like they they are not prepared um, as far as the the next gen to release specific exclusive games. It feels like they might have two or three to go at launch, and the rest of it's going to be whenever and, and wherever. So it just felt a little bit less prepared if, if you if you know what i mean i, I think um, what would have helped is when ubisoft did the uh ubisoft forward last week um yeah they had phil spencer come on and, and talk you know a little bit about you know that the the product that they're giving to ubisoft to do all that sort of stuff yeah um but i think if they did a side-by-side graphical comparison going, here's what Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks like on the Xbox One. Here's what it looks like on the Series X. Doing the sort of, we appeared on Ubisoft. Ubisoft can slightly appear on this just to show as a graphical comparison of old-gen versus new-gen. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because that's that's the thing. Every time you get a new console, you get, you know, you you can go on YouTube now. You get inevitable comparisons. Yes, they go like, here's the exact same cutscene side-by-side with the the old tech versus the new tech. What's the, the thing for it? Um, oh, they do it now with like uh, it's both consoles versus the PC kind of thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah here's exactly. what it should be look like. Here's what it gets delivered on the console. You know, here's where you make the concession. So uh, it's yeah, it would have been nice to see a bit more of that. Um, yeah. yeah, and they did say as well at the end of it. Look, we only showed I think it was like ten out of the seventeen uh, studios that uh, Microsoft own or the Xbox studios yeah. own. Um, and they said there will be some coming in the coming months, so there will probably be some more teasery things at the end of the year for, for upcoming games. I'm sure games. there will. Abs- yeah. um, we did get nothing from the Coalition, who is the team that does Gears of War. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of this year, when the console launches, that maybe not Gears 6, um, but maybe like a sort of like and a Halo time. Reach for a Gears game sort of thing, like yeah. a prequel-y sort of set before the Locust War and all that sort of stuff like that, just to keep people sure. interested. Um, but yeah, they, they did say that we haven't shown everything from every developer, but they are working on stuff. You'll see them in the coming months. Yeah. Look, I, I agree. I think there's, um, there's a lot that they could come with. I, I think this was the opportunity though. And I think you said it earlier, like it was the opportunity to show some stuff. Mm. It's the opportunity now to say, to get people excited. And I don't know if like, I think the two big games they announced obviously were, um, were Fable and, and Halo. And I think, those two, uh, I don't know if they're enough at this stage to get me like super excited for it. It's and and knowing now that I can also play those games both on the um, uh, the Xbox One, yeah. I don't know if the mad dash to actually get the new console is going to be as important for me. There were some um, games so that came a, up saying Xbox Series X only, like because they would come up absolutely, saying yeah, yeah, Xbox One, sure. Series X, PC, and some were just saying Series X and PC or PC, just Series yeah, X, absolutely. 
totally agree. I, t- I think there are some games that they're going to develop and that's like, you know, well, we're only going to have it on this one console. I, I think that's totally fine. Um, I think with games like Halo, though, they want everybody to play that game because that's their big, you know, that's their that's their franchise maker. It's like Gears of War. Those ones are the ones that Xbox hangs its hat on. So they have to make it available to as many people as possible. And mm. there'll be people that miss out on upgrading to the Series X or whatever happens. Um, so they'll probably just stay on the um, the Xbox One. So I think they'll probably just keep it. It'll, it'll be very interesting how that, that all plays out. I think, yeah, like I said, for me, I think it was a, a little bit of a... I was expecting a little bit more. I wanted to see more. I think P, uh, like the PS5 conference was really good. They, they had some really you know, interesting games there. There was a bunch of stuff that got talked about. And I just don't know if I was as excited for this uh, for the Xbox conference. Um, I will say as well, I think that they probably didn't show enough kids games, which was really interesting for me. There was... Um, we had a, we talked about a couple of them. So we talked about that survival game. Um, there was a couple of like sort of kid friendly platformers, but it felt very much like it was tailored towards an older audience. Um, so that's that's an interesting one for me. I feel like you you need to have a very good array of games across age groups, and you can't just focus on adults. Yeah, um, it was a, they, they are yeah. doing I think monthly sort of uh, Xbox, uh, not conferences, but monthly Xbox yeah. sort of news updates sort of things that they go into like for half an hour, 40 minutes, and they just, you know, talk about what's this or they'll reveal something or so on and so forth. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I I don't think there was something, like I, I watched this, it was two o'clock in the morning, you know, when this, you know, was live. And I, was, <laughs> I, I watched it earlier this morning in bed and I just went, there was nothing in there that sort of had me sit up and go, fuck yeah, or something like that. There's nothing that had me excited that E3 last year did for me with Avengers. Like, I got excited for that. Um, yeah. There was nothing here for that. And sure, like, you know, I'm not a massive Halo guy. I'm still going to play it because I, I, yeah. not only do we need to talk about it for the show because, hey, well, we're a gaming podcast, but it's also, a, is the game accessible for someone to pick up Halo and play it without knowing Halo's one to five? Um, is yeah. something to just easily pick up and play. And look for a for a exclusive shooter it, for the Xbox. It's going to be you know, Halo's always at least got something there. It's not like a you know yeah, picking up fucking absolutely. Homefront Revolution that falls apart as soon as you put the disc in. <laughs> oh look, I, I think yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's um, yeah, there, there's there's something in here that you you will at least get. I suppose mildly interested in, not not excited about as such. I mean, I think I watched this this morning with Little Fuzz, and I I don't think he got he was <laughs> very interested. There wasn't a lot in this for him, and he kept asking me, "Oh, can I play that game?" I'm like, "Nope, that's too old for you. That's too old for you. Maybe that one. Uh, we'll Maybe see. Psycho you know, Nauts th- if you don't have to trip out to play it." <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like it's just there was a bunch of stuff in there that I'm I'm very unsure about, like exactly how translatable that content will be for younger audiences. So. Yeah, it just it's something that I I take a different lens at having yeah you know, having sat through it with a little person. So, it's just an interesting approach that they've taken to it. Um, but yes, there we go. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it for the showcase. Is there anything else you wanted to point out that uh, that you thought about from watching this? Uh, no, not really. I, I I think next week's episode will probably be uh, is it called Shrunk? Shit, what's it called? The ba- the 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 one where you're in the backyard. 
Oh, grounded. grounded. Grounded, sorry. I don't know where yeah. Shrunk came from. Um, <laughs> so that comes out next week. Honey, I shrunk I the think... kids. That's what I said. So it's yeah, kind of like that. that's probably right. <laughs> um, I'll, if it, yeah, I think you did say it comes out next week. And if it does so, I'll probably be talking about that next week. I'll probably uh, I'll yeah. ask Ian to uh, to install it on his Xbox. And we'll you know do a bit of have a bit of fun with that. Um, Carrion is out uh, now, which is on Xbox Game Pass. It is a reverse mm. horror game where you play as this. Uh, you know, this undescribable blob creature, think the thing, think of a symbiote, think of that thing from fucking life. Um, so, I'll be talking mm. about that next week as well, because that just came out and that's that's got my curiosity. Um, I did got- play a little bit of that last night, so I'm keen to talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an indie game that's actually got my attention, which is which is mm. a rarity. Um, we've got Destroy All Humans, the remaster coming out the 28th of July, uh, sure. and I've got a new video coming out on my channel today maybe saturday um which is transformers fall of cybertron which is the last good transformers video game (laughs) um i'm also going to talk next week about a game that i've been playing for the last week and have been addicted to um we will be talking about ghost of tsushima Um, oh we were going to talk about that this week but of course yeah obviously priorities this week so I think it's, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot to talk about in that game. I'm just going to just give you a little teaser right now. If you are mildly interested in anything to do with samurai or Japanese culture or just like a really solid action game and you want a little bit of a crossover with that to, say, like an Uncharted series, Ooh. this is a fucking great game and you should almost immediately buy it. Um preview commentary around um, a full review um but yes that's uh that's my early take on uh, ghost of tsushima there we go shit i can't wait for next week because like, <laughs> yeah well yeah it's it's gonna be interesting because it looks very sekiro to me so it looks like it's gonna be a dark souls hard as fuck game oh no 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 much 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 easier than uh sekiro so sekiro was you know throw your controller at the wall difficult this game makes you feel a lot more of a badass very similar like i say like if you like the accessibility of um uncharted which makes you feel like fucking indiana jones and all the rest of it very similar kind of mechanics and feel to the game so you get to feel and look like a complete badass samurai ninja dude um and yeah that that's that's pretty cool it's very accessible and very very fun to play we'll save it save it save it for next week save it Save it, save it, save it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, let's talk about next week. Until then, um, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you that if you're not having a good conference, um, if if your conference is going poorly and you just keep talking about the old games that you've already released coming out on the new console, you've got to get good. And this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and to play with yourself.